If you could just stand and can we just thank God for our brother, Deacon Jeff Johnson. I'm grateful to be here. I want to give honor to my pastors. The Scots, Pastor Scots. <laughs> Pastor Walter, Pastor Pish, Pastor Gabe, all apostle and prophet of the house. Y'all can be seated. I'm excited, though. I'm excited. I want to thank Elder Debbie for praying over my eyes. When I came in, like things were just blurry. I, you know, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't sleep too, too well last night. I don't know if that was the root of it, but. And I brought my glasses up here, but I'm going to be honest with you, I don't plan on using them. Amen. All right? But praise God. We've been ministering. I'm going to go straight to it because I have a time limit. So I'm going to try to, uh, well, I'm not going to try. I'm going to respect that and submit to that. Praise God. We have been ministering on authority. We talked about authority over, over, your, over your will, authority over your, your own being, authority over your spirit, authority, authority over the atmosphere, authority in prayer, authority to heal. Correct? When, uh, I'm going to need, being as though this is Bible study, I want just a little interaction. I'm going to talk fast, but if, I, if I'm pointing or I'm asking you, respond to me. You don't got to raise your hand, just speak. Praise God. Praise God. So one word, there's one word that came in my spirit that is tied to authority. It's connected to it as if it almost should be a compound word, okay? It should almost be a compound word. So whoever, whoever's here in the congregation right now, what word, when you think of authority, what is the first word that comes to you when you're thinking of authority? Power. Power, what else? I'll stop when I hear it. If I don't hear it soon, then no. Well, that's not what is in my spirit. I'm not saying you're wrong, but Anyone? Leadership, taking charge. I mean, they're all correct, but what word is tied to authority? Yes, ma'am. Submission. Submission. You can't walk in any authority because being authority was given, correct? You can't walk in any piece of authority whatsoever without submitting to the one whom gave it to you. Amen. So I was asking the Lord, okay, everyone, everybody knows the name of Jesus. The Antichrist, the believers, the believers who kind of believe in halfway. Everybody know the name and how powerful it is. The word is written. People believe the word, correct? So I was asking the Holy Ghost, what, how should I minister on the name, the power of the name? I said, give me the revelation of how to make that name powerful in our lives personally. Okay, because we know it's powerful, but a lot of people are praying in that name and decreeing in that name and not seeing the manifestation. Okay, there's reason behind that. Okay, so we're going to discuss those so the word could be made true in our life. Okay, at, at, the point of using the name of Jesus, long story short, is to bring heaven to earth. Okay, that is our access. That is our access. That is our badge. That was our. That is the only authority we're in. That's the only authority we have. Jesus walked this earth, right? Everything Jesus did, he was under authority. At no point in time did he come from under authority. Even though he did works, even though he did miracles, he would never take credit for a thing. He would, he would hope, hope, no, it's not me. He made it clear. It's the Father, okay? So to remain under authority, you have to submit your will. You have to, you have to be in a submitted state at all times. You can't lead and follow at the same time, not in the same moment. Okay, so it's his or yours. It's a choice because when you battle with the wills, you fall and I'm moving beyond myself, but you fall into rebellion. You fall into disobedience. You fall into all of that, which causes none of nothing to be heard. No prayers to be answered. No, no power in the name. When you use it, you're seeing other people use it. Why are they walking in power? And I'm not. OK, it, it, 
they have the true revelation. Revela action follows revelation, correct? All right, so to remain under authority, you have to be submitted to his will, right? I said there's no authority without submission. Our authority rests in our own submission to him. We talked about how authority is given. In Romans, it says, let every person be subject to the governed authorities, right? That's even in the, in the earth, the worldly way as well, right? For there is no authority except from God, okay? It's granted by his permission and sanction. And those which exist have been put into place by God. Even our president, we think a lot of foolishness going on. However, he is placed. So do your role as a believer in what? Pray. Pray in the name of what? Okay, is that according to his will? Okay, we will see his purpose manifest in that man of God. It might not look the way you think it should look, but that's his will. You're doing it in the right way. You will see it. Why? Because he said it. Amen? Amen. I've got to be quick, and i got a time. I thought, you know, I didn't think I was going to have a limit. Let's go to John. Let's go to, let's go to John 14, because I really want to hit, I I hit on the, the submission aspect. Like, we really got to hit on the uh, submission. So let's go to John 14. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified, okay, because it, it says something that it doesn't say in the King James, but if you, if you study in the King James, you would have went a little deep and you would have got the word anyway, but the Amplified, that's the purpose of it, correct? Praise God. So let's, uh, this is where Jesus is talking about, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. He's always talking to his disciples, right? There's never a dull moment with Jesus, correct? So he's talking to his disciples, he's training them up, he's building them up. Let's start at verse, no, my eyes, holy God. Let's start at verse, uh, we'll say six, okay? Jesus said, Jesus said to him, I am the only way, right? I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? No one comes to the Father but through me, okay? If you had really known me, you would also have known my Father. From now on, you will know him and have seen him, okay? Now, Jesus, sometimes he spoke direct. Most of the time it was in parable because he don't want everybody to understand what's going on. But these are young disciples at the time. So they, I don't want to say they're airheaded, but the point I'm trying to make is they're a little babyish in the ministry game, so to speak. OK, I'm trying to speak in simplest terms. Part of, part of my slang, it's, I'm trying to get delivered from it. <laughs> so if you have really known me, you would also have known my father. From now on, you know him. And have seen him. So Philip says to him, Lord, show us the father and we'll be satisfied. Jesus says to him, have I been with you for so long of a time and you have not known me yet? Okay. Philip, nor have you recognized clearly who I am. Do you, do you have a revelation of who Jesus Christ is to you? Okay. Nor, nor do you recognize clearly who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. Do not. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not say under my own initiative or authority. Once again, he's letting them. He's always demonstrating submission. Anything that I'm sharing with you, trust me, I'm not getting it from. It's not coming from me. I need you to understand this. OK, once you understand that, then you have a revelation of who I am. You'll see the oneness. The words I say to you, I do not say under my own initiative or authority, but the Father abiding in me continually. Right. This is he, this is he who does the work. OK, believe me that I'm in the father and the father's in me. Otherwise, believe me because of the very works themselves. Right. But you have witnessed. I assure you and I most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as savior will also do the things that I do. And he will do even greater things than these. Right. In the extent of outreach, because I'm going to the father and I will do whatever you ask in my name. This is why I read it in the Amplified as my representative. The issue is we're praying in the name of Jesus, right? But we're praying our will in the name of Jesus. 
We're not, we, we didn't get his mind or his heart on the matter to find out, okay, as your representative, how do I go about doing this? I'm doing it based on how I feel. I'm doing it in your name. It sounds good, but there's no fruit behind it. There's no manifestation. Odds are it was not his will, okay? And sometimes things sound like his will, but you got to know what, you got to have, you got to know what he's doing right now. Just because he's done it before, that might not be it for the moment, okay? It could be a lesson. It could be a lesson, okay? God doesn't want anybody to die before their time. God doesn't want, he, wasn't, he don't want disease in anybody's body, right? But he might have a plan to set them free next week. He could be getting a point to them. He could be getting some type of lesson, some type of mind renewing in the process, okay? But you have to get his mind on the matter. But I know anytime you see a sickness, I know, of course, we're going to, that was just an example. However, you got to know what he's doing in the now moment. What verse was I at? Okay, uh, I think I passed that. 13, and I will do whatever you ask in my name as my representative. This I will do. So that's a promise. Anything written in red, he said it, right? Okay. As my representative, I will do it. And I love it in a message. If I have more time, actually, I'm going to go to the message. So that the Father may be glorified, okay, and celebrated in the Son. At the end of the day, I'm going to do it. Why? So he could be glorified. So honestly, you, you, you ask, and that word ask is not a Oh, just ask to do it. It's put, a, it's a, put a demand on it. Require of me to do so, and I will do. Why? Because it's according to my will. Why? Because it will glorify my Father. Why? Because it will bring kingdom to earth, heaven to earth. Amen? But at the key word is my representative. If you're not representing him well, don't expect an answered prayer. Don't expect breakthrough. Don't expect it if you're not representing him well. Amen? Let me hear him go to the message real quick because the message... You know, they speak, the message speak how I speak. I don't, yeah, message is awesome. Real quick. What, uh, what verse was that? That was 13, right? Okay, from now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the, for who he is in the Son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I'll do do we have the revelation on, we have to, oh, we need a revelation on the stipulations to the name, the stipulations behind the authority. Nothing precious such as power and authority from the heavens is going to be given just lightly or just to anybody. You know, there's qualifications, there's stipulations, there's rules, okay? Um, let's flip over to uh, John 16. Once again, he just gives the example Verse 23 and 24, he talks about, uh, you know, because this is the day where, he, you know, he's going to be gone. You know, he talks about how the, how the Holy Spirit is coming. He's giving his farewell, trying to, trying to let these disciples know, I'm not going to be here long, right? And he mentions in uh, verse 23 and 24. I got to scroll. 23 and 24. I wanted to stay in this amplified. In that day, you would not need to ask me. This is when he's gone. In that day, you will not need to ask me about anything. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, as my representative once again, okay? As my representative, he will give it to you. Until now, you have not asked the Father anything in my name. But now ask and keep on asking, and you will receive so that your joy will be made full. If you get his heart, and you get his spirit on, on the matter, and you get his mind on the matter, there's nothing more fulfilling than a prayer answered. There's nothing more fulfilling than, than seeing someone set free. There's nothing more fulfilling than seeing a leg grow out. 
You know how good your next your work day is the next day when you see the, when you see power, when you see authority manifested in the earth, when you see heaven come down to earth, your joy is made completely full. Forget a pair of Jordans, forget that new Lexus you desired. That, you don't even think on those things anymore because the undeniable has shown up. The undeniable has shown up. OK, we were talking about representatives. OK, well, we are representing him and his interests on the earth. Right. As representatives, we have to be carriers of his spirit. OK. Like in like in Galatians, I say, you know, I'm, I'm crucified in Christ. Nevertheless, I live, but it's not me that lives. Right. It's the Christ in me. That has to that has to be real. What's another word for a, a representative? You know, uh, we use those legal terms like power of attorney. Right. What is the power of attorney? Power of attorney represents in one's absence. Right. OK. He acts on their behalf. Right. But a power of attorney will never. If, if I entrusted you, I ain't gonna say me, someone. Joe Blow is sick. Joe, he has his will. You're the power of attorney over everything. Joe Blow trusted you. He entrusted this in you because he felt as though you will function how I would. I set this out for you and you're going to function how it was already written, not how you want to do it. You got my heart on the matter, so I chose you. Yes. Amen. I chose you to do so. Jesus gave every believer this role and, and a right to use his name in every situation. Amen. Amen. So we're not asking anything. We're putting a demand on the word. We're requiring of it. OK, we got to we got to use the name of uh, using the name of Jesus causes the father to be glorified. Why? Because it brings what? It brings glory and it brings heaven to earth. Amen. The authority in his name will always be connected to his will. Always. Always. When you have his heart, you'll have his mind. When you have his mind, you'll know his will. When you know his will, you can put a demand on its manifestation in the earth using the name of Jesus. OK, but it's that connection. It's that relationship. Someone mentioned to me yesterday, you, the only way to stay current with God is through prayer. Constant relationship keeps you in the current with God. It keeps you knowing his will at the moment, the right now will, the right now word in prayer, which is the most intimate place as far as relationship with God. Correct. Amen. Amen. I want to shift a little bit. I, I was going to start off with it because it made sense to, but I wanted to get the foundation of or just just get the understanding that it takes uh, uh, submission to even have authority in life in, in regards to his name. But I want to talk about the activation of his name in the earth. OK, we're going to go to Mark. OK, because the activation of the name literally in the earth and we know the name was powerful before the foundation of the world. Jesus was Jesus. OK, we do know that. But he spent 30 years. Without that name ringing bells, he was just Joseph's boy. Okay, but if we go to, we'll go to Mark real quick. Mark, the first chapter, the activation came after the baptism. Okay, Jesus had to submit to John the Baptist to receive the anointing. Okay, if he didn't submit to some, and that's submitting to someone lower than low. John will tell you, I'm not even worthy to touch this man's shoelace. That, that I'm, I'm, I'm. I baptize you in all of that. I baptize you in water. He's baptizing you in the Holy Ghost. I have nothing on him. But Jesus had to submit to there. Okay? But being as though he was from, from oh, I'm, I'm going behind myself. Let's go to Mark 1 real quick. I'm sorry. I'm trying to talk fast because I know I'm a talker and my time will run out. I want to get everything out that he put in my spirit. Amen? So, okay, John the Baptist, right? We talked about that. Okay, let's start at, we'll go to 9. And it came to pass. Do I want it in King James? 
Do I want it in the amplifier? Now we'll go King James. King James is good. Okay. Uh, verse 9, and it came to pass in those days that Jesus came, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And straightway, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens open. Okay, that's John. John saw the heavens open and a spirit like a dove descended upon him, which is Jesus. Right. And there came a voice from the heavens saying, thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Okay. And immediately the spirit dry, uh, uh, driven him out. Into the wilderness, right? We're going to stop there and driven them out into the wilderness, okay? When I looked at that, I said, okay, I see a pattern here that I've, see, that I've seen repeated on in the scripture. Jesus was first filled with the Holy Ghost, identified as a son, and then led by the Spirit. From that point on, he was walking in power and authority. Because from that point on, he fell in that, that spot of submission to leadership. And it caused him to walk in nothing but victory whatsoever. What, everything he did, he was victorious in it. Why? Because it wasn't him. It was not him. Amen? So we see a pattern there. All right? So, okay, yeah. So then that you know, okay, he led to the wilderness. He's there 40 days being tempted by the enemy, all of that. I know that he came back. I know the first thing he did probably was eat, right? I know he had to grow. That's 40 days. He didn't eat anything. I said, wow. Well, help my flesh. I'll be hungry. Right. So when he came back, soon as he came back, right, from being led where he where his first assignment was to go, he came back walking in authority. He started walking in purpose. OK, he was filled and led and was walking in purpose. Once you start working at work, walking in purpose, those called to your purpose will what? Follow. They will recognize the God in your life. They will recognize the anointing in your life. They will recognize the calling on your life. It will draw them to you. Not that they're attracted to the anointing, but God speaks. And there's God in everybody. Okay, he's there because you, you're here. You're created. You couldn't be here without a menu. It's just that it's not, I don't want to say activated. You have no knowledge. You're ignorant. You're dull at, for a moment, right? But when he walked up to even to uh, Simon and Andrew, he, you know, follow me, like, I just walk up to a stranger, follow me. They're looking at me like I'm crazy. The Bible says immediately. So it's something when you're walking in power and authority, you don't have to explain anything. Your mantle will speak. The authority will speak. People know, especially the world. The world know more than any. Trust me, everyone knows who is walking in authority and power. Amen. Even when he saw uh, James and John. Not too many questions. I don't think anybody questioned it. Revelation behind that. When he speaks, obey immediately. Okay? Who knows if, John, if Simon and Andrew, Simon Peter, if James and John did not obey or did not follow the voice at that moment, what would their life have been? Because he ain't the type to beg you. Jesus ain't begging nobody. Because you don't have to beg anybody for anything when you know the authority. You know what you walk in. You know who your father is. You, you know. There's a confidence. There's a knowing. Okay? We need a knowing. Amen? It says... Uh, Okay, we'll keep going. Let's go. Let's look at. We'll keep going. There. I'm trying. Okay. It talked about uh, when he, you know, when he, when he saw the guy with the unclean spirit, right? So he went up to Capernaum and straightway on the Sabbath, he, he entered into the synagogue and taught, right? Now, at this point, he got the anointing. It's different. When he was growing up, he was growing up in wisdom and, and stature, right? He was growing up. Like, he was, he, was a, he was a bad boy then. They were shocked. 
you know, because he knew so much. He had revelation back then. Now he got the Holy Ghost. Or, yeah, he got the Holy Ghost. I don't want to say, no, I don't want to say that's pre-Holy Ghost time. The Holy Ghost has always been alive. So he had the Holy Ghost. So he's walking in a whole different anointing, a whole different authority, right? So you have the, uh, we'll keep going, 22, 23. All right, so he's walking in authority. And they, they're like, what authority, you know, what authority is he teaching in, right? And there was a, uh, in the synagogue, there was a man with an unclean spirit crying out, right? Okay, unclean spirit uh, crying out, right? Jesus didn't say anything to this unclean spirit. Jesus didn't say nothing to this demon. Demon walked, a uh, demon. Jesus walked in there with the anointing, with the power. That thing started, like, listen, why are you, you know, it's reacting to him. It's reacting to him. You walking in that much power that, you know what I'm saying, demons got to expose themselves. And you know the Pharisees was like, hold on, we didn't even know he had a demon. And you in here casting out devils, this is, and he obeyed you. They're like, what type of authority is this man walking in? They, what they were asking was, what, what sense of ability does this man have? You know, what physical, what type of mental, what permission, what authority? They're lost. They're not talking to Jesus because they, they can't approach him yet. He's doing too much. Like, I don't even know what he, he might do something to me. He might cast the devil out of me. They didn't say anything to Jesus. They're talking, they're talking amongst themselves. Okay? They're talking amongst themselves. Long story short, you need to be filled Led and led to use the name of Jesus. Don't use it. Don't use it in vain. You know, when I was a little boy, I always heard that. Oh, using Jesus' name in vain. That's the only rebuke we got about ministry. Like we, you know, my friend. Okay, but when we were little kids, okay, you know, people would say. I don't hear people say that anymore for some reason. Don't use Jesus' name in vain. I think the world has gotten darker and darker, so nobody even says it now. But you have to be filled and led to use the name of Jesus. Okay, and just remember this. Being led, whatever, being led leaves you behind. So anytime you're willing to be led, it'll automatically put you in your right place. Amen. If you're willing to be led, it'll automatically put you in your right place. Because you become a follower as soon as you allow leadership, okay? Amen. But you cannot, we have to, if we want to see the power of the name of Jesus, right? Not as a weapon, but just as authority in our personal lives. We have to understand the submission aspect and we have to commit to submitting commit to submitting yeah we got to commit to submitting long story short okay um yeah because the looseness and i was thinking of the looseness of name even you know because there's always a name in power even your household who who's a who's an older sibling that has a younger sibling right and i remember back in the day i'm not gonna pull my sister card or anybody's card right i know back in the day mom and dad want to go out or if it was a single mom, mom will not go out. Whatever the case may be, the oldest, what? Watches the younger kids. Now, the oldest feel like they're just bad as ever. Like, you know, you're not my, you know, now you got the younger one bucking, talking about you're not my mother, you're not this, because they're not even using that authority properly, but they, they're using that name as a weapon. Do what I say, or I'm going to tell them, you know, but that's not, that's not his heart on the matter. We have to get, we have to get his heart on the matter, okay? <laughs> we have to get his heart on the matter. Um, Jesus always was training up his disciples, right? Every moment, every second, whether it was prayer, whether it was this, he used everything as an example to build his team up, right? However, it caused them to be rebuked occasionally. Sometimes rebuking is necessary. A little beating every now and then is necessary. That doesn't always have to be the tactic, but it's necessary. If Jesus had to rebuke them and, and those apostles got rebuked, you know, so if you get a little rebuke, get your heart right. Amen? So John got rebuked a couple of times. This is what I want to talk about um, because he wanted to use his authority well, the authority given to him incorrectly. He had the wrong spirit when he was walking in his authority. So let's run over to 
let's look at Luke 9 real quick. Luke 9. Luke 9. You know what? I think I wanted this. Did I want this in Amplified? Luke 9. We'll look at 1 and 2. We'll just start there. Okay? Because this is where he gave them, you know, power and authority over all devils, right? It says, then he called his 12 disciples together, right? And gave. Authority was given. It was never theirs. It was given. He gave them power and authority over all devils. Okay, so he has authority. Now they have authority to cast out devils. Okay, he gave them all power to cure diseases. Amen. And he sent them. You see that pattern repeating itself? Filled. They became like sonships in a way. It was like sonship and then led. Okay, they were sent. Um, to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Okay, I want to, let's go all the way to 37. Let's go to verse 37. We're going to read a little bit from there. I want to go to this Amplified one. That was Luke 9, I said, correct? Yep. Yeah. Luke 9, 37. Give me a second as I multitask. God good, ain't he? Yeah. That was quiet. He's he better to me than he is to y'all, I guess. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right, so now we're at uh, Luke 9, third, what did I say, 38? I sure enough did say 37. We're on 37. So on the next day, right, let's see what's going on here before we jump into that. Okay, we'll just jump in. On the next day, when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met them, right? And a man from the crowd shouted for help. Teacher, I beg you to look at my son because he is my only child. And a spirit seizes him. And suddenly he cries out. And it throws him into convulsion so that he foams at the mouth and, and only with great difficulty does it leave him, mauling and bruising him as it leaves. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they couldn't. Jesus went straight into rebuke. You unbelieving, perverted generation. How long shall I be with you and put up with you? Bring, bring your son here to me. So even while the boy was coming, the demon slammed him down and threw him into a violent convulsion. But the, Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to the father. They were all amazed, practically overwhelmed at the evidence of the greatness of God and his majesty and his wondrous work. OK, but while they were still in awe by everything Jesus was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, let these words sink into your ears. The son of man is going to be betrayed and handed over to, to his enemies. Okay, he's pretty much telling them, I ain't going to be here much longer. It's about to go down. But of course, however, they did not understand this statement and it was being kept from kept hidden from them so that they would not grasp it. Right. And they were afraid to ask him that because after a strong rebuke, you just want you want the conversation to be over. Like I ain't going to ask him right now. This ain't the right time. That's wisdom, too. It ain't the right time. You're going to get cut a little bit more. Amen. So the next verse in 46, it says an argument started among them. As to which then um, as to which of them might be the greatest surpassing the others in esteem and authority. But Jesus, knowing what they were thinking in their hearts, took a child and cried. I mean, took a child and and had him uh, stand beside him. Right. And he told them, whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me also welcomes him who sent me. Once again, I'm putting myself in submission to the father. 
Okay, I'm demonstrating that to you because right about now, you guys are trying to make yourselves idols, talking about who's going to be the greatest, who's going to be the next top gun. And I just had to rebuke you because you ain't even having enough power and authority to cast out a devil. And you're sitting here going back and forth about who's great. But see, but the thing is this, Jesus could have cut him up real good right there because I just, I just said something to you, right? Jesus could have cut him real good, but he didn't. Okay, but I like to amplify because it says this. So whoever welcomes a child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me also welcomes him who sent me. For the one who is least among you of all, that is the one who is genuinely humble, the one with the realistic self-view. The realistic self-view is humility, is submission. Once you start boasting in yourself, it don't, you, know, it, you, you don't have his spirit. Once you think it's you doing the work, you got a problem. Jesus never showed the example of boasting in self. Not one time. Anytime somebody got it twisted, he stopped what he's going to do. And let me get you right real quick. It's not me. It's him. Amen. So he said that is the one who genuinely is, who is genuinely humble. The one with a realistic self view. He is the one who was truly great. Now, Jesus wasn't around when they, I don't want to say he went around. He didn't hear them with the bickering and the competition. I don't see the time. I'm probably not going to be able to finish it. He didn't, he didn't hear them when they were going through the bickering. However, he knew what was going on in their heart. Okay? He's walking literally with the fruit. Of, he has the discernment. He has all of that because he, he's that guy. Okay? They're being built up to that. So he had the discernment. But sometimes rebuke doesn't necessarily have to be uh, 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 the tool to get your disciples right. It doesn't have to, the, the rebuke doesn't necessarily have to correct the church. What, what, what it showed was... When you hear the word of the Lord, anytime you hear the word of the Lord, you should be reflecting on yourself. So anytime you're in the word of God, you should, see, you should be reflecting on yourself. Okay, because a rebuke don't need to bring correction. Revelation should bring the correction to you. Amen. So he didn't have to cut him, which he could have. He could have got him real good. That's not his heart, though. That's not his heart. That's some of our hearts, but that wasn't his. He could have got him good, but he made it subtle. They don't even know I know. Come here, little boy. They don't even know. They don't even know I know what was going on. But now you for one, you about to learn here that I knew what was going on. I wasn't there, but now you knew. So now you stuck and you heard it, but you heard it in your heart. So that's where the transformation is going to come. Amen. So they heard they heard it in their heart. All right. So. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So. OK, now let's continue. I'm sorry. This was the verse that I really want to get to in forty nine. Okay, 49 and 50, it says, this is the rebuke aspect again. John replied, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow along with us. But Jesus told him, don't stop him, for he who is, who is against you, he who is not against you is for you. Okay, now, they're getting all these rebuking, now you want... Now, you just want to go rebuke somebody the whole time. They got the right spirit. That young man is not walking with you. However, Jesus' name was ringing bells at this time. Okay, pardon my slang. I'm trying to articulate. Jesus' name was made known awesomely in the earth at that point in time. Right? So this gentleman, okay, he's sitting there casting out devils. The disciples don't know him. But he has the revelation of the name of Jesus. And he's actually doing the work of the Lord. So he's actually, he's like, if he, for one, if he's not against, we're going to move forward. If he's not against you, he's for you. But that guy had a revelation. So I'm sure Jesus thought about it, John. What's your revelation to me? You sitting there confronting him. Like, he's with us and you confronting him. You're backwards. And that's why Jesus' frustration was with the disciples as it was. Because it's like, all my time is poured into you. And you got someone who caught it. 
You don't have to be in leadership to catch it. Let your spirit catch a thing and you just walk, walk in you. Don't worry about a title. Don't worry about a position. Get you a revelation and get set free. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's keep going real quick. All right. So now, because in 54 and 56, like I said, I'm not going to finish and I apologize, but I didn't want to leave any of this part out. Okay. So let's continue with 51. Now, when the time was approaching for him to be taken up to heaven, right? We're talking about Jesus. He was determined to go to Jerusalem to fulfill his purpose. Okay. He sent messages on ahead of him, and they went into a Samaritan village to make arrangements for him. But the people would not welcome him because he was traveling towards Jerusalem, right? We know this story. When his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want me to command? <laughs> Lord, do you want me to command fire to come down from heaven and destroy them like Elijah? Gee, I'm sure Jesus looking like y'all. Okay, this week, y'all just y'all out of pocket this week. What is going on? Okay. But he turned and rebuked them. Okay, so I think anytime they say rebuke in the Bible, that thing came hard. Because he always gave, he was teaching them every day, so rebuke had to really cut you, right? So he turned and rebuked them and said, you don't even know what kind of spirit you are right now. That's another get behind me. He said, you don't even know how, you don't even know what spirit you're working in. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Amen? So we must carry the, uh, the right spirit, okay? Because anything given, especially from the heavenlies, like I said, is precious, okay? Anything that's precious, if it's given to you, it's being entrusted to you. It's being entrusted to you. I wrote an example here. It's going to make somebody here laugh, right? But let's say I got a call from the Duds, right, to babysit baby, uh, baby Dudley, right? Because we just had this talk. It was an inside joke, right? <laughs> we just had this talk. But if, if the Duds was like, listen, I... I need you to watch. I would like for you. <laughs> I don't know if I hear this, but I would like for you to babysit baby dud, right? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Okay. What are they doing? They're entrusting me to watch their son to do everything that they would do for their child. Yes. Not, not my opinion, not what I think or how I should do it. If I'm giving you this, I'm going to trust you do it like that uh, uh, power of attorney. My, I'm not here, but you're in, in my absence. This is what you're doing. I don't expect you to do anything that I wouldn't do. Amen. Amen. Because we, honestly, anytime we're battling with the will of the Father, we're, we're in a state of rebellion. Sometimes we don't think it, but it's not about what you think. It's about it is what it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because we, uh, how much time? I, I ain't got a uh, Okay. Bible says to do all things unto the Lord. Okay. So that means as his representative. Do everything as his representative. Do your job as his representative. Come to church on time as his representative. Uh, pray for people as his representative. Uh, 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 cast out devils. Provide for your family. Love your wives. Love your husband. Everything as unto the Lord. Okay? So when we're operating under the wrong spirit, right? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. When operating under the wrong spirit, one sees the authority as a way to control, to get their will accomplished. Rebellion. What does the Bible say of rebellion? First Samuel 15 and 23. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Okay. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. I'll be getting tongue tied with that word all the time. Iniquity, just in the little Webster's dictionary, is like immoral or grossly unfair behavior. The worst uh, 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 idolatry. Idolatry. Let me slow down. The worship of idols. Most of the time it's yourself. So you feel like because you ain't worshiping some other man, Beyonce, whatever, but you in the way. You loving you a little too, like love you. But it's say love your neighbors, you love yourself too. Love Jesus more. 
You said you said you died. You said you were crucified. You said it's him that's living in you. This this is the verse that you believe, right? If you believe it in your heart, you know, yourself wouldn't be uh, before Christ. Amen. Those in authority who do not effectively use it and who are uh, and who were not submitted will cause others to rebel against authority and fall into the sin which pushes them away from God. So in leadership, if I'm not walking in my authority in leadership, whether it's at a, a company, this ain't even ministry, it's period. As leadership, you carry authority. You're walking in a position of authority. You're trained up in that authority. You was entrusted as a manager to have the spirit of the CEO or the owner of that company to function as I told you, as I would want you to do, that is your responsibility. If you're not doing that, you're going to push my employees to rebel against my company, which is going to cause my company to fall, which is, going, which is leading everybody to a downhill spiral. Oh, because you didn't lead it out well. But, but, but God comes to those in authority first, especially in the church. Okay, so if you're not leading correctly and you're pushing others away from him, you're asking for damnation towards, towards your life towards your life so authority okay so they rebel against authority and fall into sin which pushes them away from god those who struggle to submit in natural authority will what struggle submitting to god when you're walking when you're in rebellion you can't effectively use the name of jesus why because you uh you will not be operating according to what his will anything opposite of his will right that's not you against him you at war and then you tell me i'm at war but in jesus name you know what I'm saying? I, I'm out of pocket, but in Jesus' name. We need, we need Jesus' name to function as the word says it should function in our lives. Yes. Amen. Psalm 66, 18. If I regard, if I have any relation or connection with the liking or respects to iniquity in my heart, what? The Lord will not hear me. So we're trying to get answered prayers in the name of Jesus. But we have deaf ears to you. Why? Rebellion in your heart. You have iniquity in your heart. People are trying to do their will in the name of Jesus. And they're making the name, they're making the name have no effect or no authority in their lives. They're not even punishing any. Well, they are. Your rebellion costs somebody else as well. So you, you, you are affecting other people. You are affecting other people. But you're not living your best life. Because you're not even living, you're not living life, period. Okay, I said this earlier, every piece of authority received has to be submitted to what? The one who gave it. You must go through training and authority. You must go through training and authority. I'm sorry. You must go through training in the authority given to you. Okay. sometimes it takes some rebuking to get to get you where you need to be. Okay. you better have a a, a tough skin. Hardened. Oh, we say hard. What's the what's the scripture? Say it again. That's not that's not what I'm looking for. You better have thick skin. Have your heart right. It'll help you forgive and all that other type of stuff. All right. Um, permission? Or okay. All right. Well, my time is <laughs> my time is up. Um, I have more to it. However, it is what it is. But the purpose of this message and what was in my heart is just to get the revelation behind this. You know, behind how to make that name alive in your life instead of just saying it in vain. Because we're saying it in vain all the time. There's no fruit of it, you know, and you won't, call, you won't have unbelievers coming, coming to Christ because they don't believe you because they don't see, they don't see Christ in your life. Amen? Amen? So, okay, I apologize for going over if I did. Amen.
Come on, can we thank God for Deacon Jeff? That is so good. So let me just share just even some of my upbringing, you know, in regards to this. You know, it's one thing, um, it's something about when a clock is on you. I remember uh, I was given an opportunity to be able to speak, and I was given uh, seven minutes. <laughs> there's like, you got seven minutes to be able to speak because there's other people speaking. And it's just, just, just part of development and training, uh, but it is so good. And so we thank God just even for that word tonight and even with uh, Deacon Jeff. Um, there was so much to be shared, you know, on that. How many of y'all received something? I know you got something out of that as it pertains to authority. You know, it's interesting, you know, him even talking about how here the disciples just got rebuked and then they're arguing about who's the greatest. <laughs> I'm like, man, I never, I never uh, uh, tied, you know, looked at that in sequence there, but that's good. Thank you, Deke. Uh, there's a couple of things, you know, even when we talk about the name of Jesus, one, it is powerful. He mentioned something that I think is, is true, and it is true. We got to make sure that we have relationship with his name. And it's not just relating with his name, but it's relating to the person of Jesus, to the person of Jesus. We got to make sure that we stay in relationship. And that's where that authority, that's where that connection comes from. Uh, one thing that, you know, I was even liking it to, um, you know, we think about it when we're talking about territories and lands that are to be taken. One thing that they used to say, hey, we claim this territory in the name of Jesus or in the name of the king or queen of which they came in. And he talked about being representatives, being representatives of the kingdom, being representatives of Jesus. There's one scripture that I just want to read tonight in connection with that, uh, just even prophetically, that I think is just profound. And it's in Revelations chapter 19, verse 11 through 16, you know, as an encouragement to us. Yeah, Revelations 19, verse 11 through 16. And it says this, and this is <laughs> amazingly that same John who was rebuked as a disciple, but now having this revelation years later. So you see there's a tie-in with the rebuke, but then the revelation. Rebuke when you're a fool, when you're that young disciple, but then he got revelation. So we see that connection. So here, and John had a very distinct revelation of Jesus that you don't see as the other disciples. It was John that was found on that last supper during Passover that was leaning on Jesus' breast. It was John that was one of the three that Jesus was calling. It's like, hey, you know, you got Peter, James, and John. So you see, re rebuke is, is good stuff. If you've never been rebuked, you're doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> if, 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 well, not saying that you need to try to be rebuked. But, I mean, rebuke is, just, is necessary. It's, it's part of our growth. And so if you come up and no one has rebuked you, then there's some things that you're going to be missing in your development and growth. It's just, it's, just, it's just correction. It's just orderly. And so here we see John, who's the one, after being rebuked that we read about, but then we see he gets the revelation beyond of, of revelations here. So it says, now I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called, what? Faithful and true. 
and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. My God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, this is what he's seeing here, white and clean, followed him. He talked about submission, right? And being led, right? Followed him on white horses. Now, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And he has his name and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So to that or say, even so, come Lord Jesus. But this is the thing, and I'll keep this part short here to encourage us all. Know that you're not in a power struggle. When we exercise in his authority, it's not like that it's, it's a power struggle where God's name is, 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 is going to have a challenge with any other name. His name is preeminent. His name is all-powerful. And so when it says that he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords, we are his domain. We're the kings in his kingdom. We're the lords that he raises us up to be in his kingdom. And so know that this authority is something that, that, God, that it is a privilege to be able to bear and to carry the name of Jesus. It's not something that was taken lightly. It's something he gave that example because I called on the name of Jesus. And then my daughter, or one of them was like, Dad, you called on his name in vain. And I was like, no, I was actually calling on the name of Jesus. It's like I need his help. I need his insight. I need his wisdom. I need him to come and bring about some revelation. Amen. So, again, we thank God for uh, the word tonight. Uh, another thing that Deacon Jeff mentioned, you don't need a title. All you need is revelation to do the work, to do the work. <laughs> it's a very humbling word that he shared tonight. So we know that anything that is done, we don't want to take any credit. We give him all the glory. We give him all the honor. We give him all the praise. Let's stand. <laughs> I think we're in an age where uh, there's such um, contradiction and it's a spirit of people in an atmosphere that is anti-Christ and anti-name of Jesus. But here's the thing that I love about it. That's not like that. That intimidates Jesus at all. And so we're in an age that I believe that just because there's such a stark contradiction that that people are going to see the difference that the name of Jesus actually makes in the lives of people. Because there's going to be such calamity and people are going to be looking for a, a, a rescue, a way out. You know, how can we, what's, what's the salvation for this? And Jesus' name is that salvation. But then we as his representatives, we get to carry this out. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you so much for your love. 
We thank you, God, for your word. God, I thank you, Lord, for even a greater revelation of submission in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for even revealing to us, Lord, if there's been any areas of rebellion in our lives. And here's the thing about it, Lord. We know that we don't want, want to be rebellious to you, Lord, but people that you've placed in authority in our lives, God, if, if we're in rebellion to them, then we're in rebellion to you. God, so I thank you, Lord, that even now that you're just checking our hearts, God, and I thank you, Lord, that you're uh, refining and pruning right now in the name of Jesus. And we say, Lord, that we repent, Lord, even with the word, we have a different attitude, a different mindset, God, because we understand how important authority is, God. And we don't want to abuse power, God. So I thank you, Lord, that even now that we're flowing in a, a, another dimension of power purely, Lord, that it's water flowing that it's your presence, that your presence is flowing through us, God. I thank you, Lord, that your presence, God, even when we go, Lord, I even thank you, Lord, that we go as you on this earth. In the name of Jesus. Somebody just say Jesus right now. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jesus. And this is another thing that I pray, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that even as we proclaim your name, that, the, that your presence manifests in unprecedented ways. That as we proclaim and declare your name, that it'll be the testimony that people get a revelation of who you are. That you be revealed, Lord Jesus. We desire for you to be revealed, Lord Jesus in our lives, through our lives, around us. I thank you, Lord, that we're even training and raising up sons and daughters that know the name and person of Jesus. That we will not be ashamed. <laughs> yeah. God, we will give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise in Jesus name amen